This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, exclusively on the Bun 2.0, KBUNFM 104.5. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by DS Beverages. Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch products. And by Bonded Lock and Key, Paul Bunyan Country's home for Liberty Saves. Today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, we will get a burst of positivity with Mr. Dick Beardsley. Well, it's hard water fishing time, but Dick, as we've been talking off the air and I was talking to Bro Brostall last week, it's a... It's a tough year uh, in our neck of the woods when it comes to ice angling. Yeah, it it really is, Kev. I'll tell you, about the only place that uh, has some decent ice is Lake of the Woods. <laughs> and I just came back from there, and it's crazy. I mean, there's people, I mean, they're, the resorts up there are just, they've never been so busy and everything. But here around the Bemidji area, I'll tell you what, it, it's a tough goal. And, you know, we just had snow, and now we're, they're talking more snow in the forecast, which obviously doesn't bode well. And... Um, you know, my wheelhouses, they're sitting on land yet. I've, I've, I've lost so much business, but you know, you just kind of, kind of take it in stride. Like I tell people that call and, you know, want to get out and I tell them what the situation is. And, but I, like I tell them, I go, the, the one really good thing about it is it should bode well, very well for the open water season because there's going to be a lot more <laughs> fish around. I'll tell you that. That's a fact. And and you were just telling me uh, how much work it took for you to get out there last week. And once you, once you get out there and you find a safe spot, yeah. there is fish to be caught. There is. I was out on Lake Bemidji last week one day. I snowshoed out on the east side about a mile out and pulled my gear. It was, it was tough going on snowshoes, but without it, I couldn't have gone out there. And I got out there and I popped a couple holes and, you know, the water starts coming up. And, and I measured the ice. There was... 11 inches in the spot area where I was at and about the top four or five inches of that ice was mush. So there's, there was like seven inches of good ice. We should have 25 plus inches of ice out there by now. Right. At that least. Tells, that tells you how much snow can insulate. Oh, it's, it's, you know what? It's amazing. And you know, one day last week we got down to printer 30 below one day, but we would need an extended period of 30 belows and highs below zero for a couple of weeks and then i'll be honest with you kev even that i don't know if that would firm things up enough to where you could start plowing roads out and pulling houses out and i think a lot of folks now have got to the point where you know here we are coming up on to mid-january here pretty quick and you know why put my house out there if i only have to have it can only be out there for six weeks or so and the hassle of getting it out there and then of course getting them back off again Right. So. Oh yeah. You know. I mean. I look at a, what is a typically our winter village, and it's, right. it's a ghost town. It's. You know what? It is. That's what I tell people. I said, you look out on Lake Bemidji, and it's essentially a ghost town out there. And yeah. um, you know, it is what it is, and you just, you know, it makes the winter a little bit longer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> when you I, can't get out and do that. I almost expect to see tumbleweeds going by out there. <laughs> I know it. My <laughs> goodness. Well, like you said, though, when you got out there, you did catch some fish. Yeah, so I was getting on fish. I was out on a kind of a 30-foot, 30, 32-feet 30, little hole out on the east side of Lake Bemidji, just north of the river. And uh, the fish, the I caught, I was out there for probably three, four hours and caught a dozen walleyes and some perch and a couple of tulipies. And, but those walleyes, and it was kind of a neat sign. You know, everybody likes to catch the bigger fish, but I was catching fish from 8 inches up to 18 inches. Mm. And that's a good thing. You know, when you see that variety of sizes, 
that bodes well for the for the lake for the future. Seeing all those different year classes, but I tell you, Kev, those fish they were smack dab hunkered down on the bottom. Oh, were they? Yeah, you could hardly pick them up on a vexler. You know, they, they were they were so down on the bottom. And I got out on the lake probably about two, and um, about three o'clock. From about three to five, it was pretty pretty steady. And um, and then I packed up and made the long trek back off the a mile isn't that long but when you're pulling gear and snowshoes and even with the snowshoes you're sinking down a little bit and now part of the lake when i was going out with the wind it had kind of in the cold weather it kind of froze that top layer of snow a little bit so it really with the snowshoes on it and pulling the the my clam it it pulled pretty easily but then if you got into a pocket where the the snow was deep um and then when i got out to the spot and as soon as you start drilling the water comes up and then you're sitting your feet are sitting in slush pretty much and whatnot but just gotta have a good pair of waterproof boots that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) well uh, yeah if your idea of ice fishing includes a a wheelhouse with a satellite dish that ain't happening it's not gonna happen around here it really isn't i mean there you know there's there's a, a a little group on the south end of Lake Irving where they, you know, but that lake froze up about the first November, and somebody did get a road out there before it started getting slushy. And if if people could have done that, then this, you know, the water coming up, it would freeze with the cold weather. But um, and they're getting a few fish out there. But you know, I'm not one that I'm not going to pull my wheelhouses out onto some guy's road and there's two or three houses and once they're on one small spot out there. You know, I'm just not that type of per- person that's going to do that. But other than that, there's there's just not a lot of as you can drive around the the area. There's just not a lot of wheelhouses out or or skid houses out anywhere on any of the area lakes. So if you were going to be hardcore and get out there, you say you got waterproof boots. You better have yeah. snowshoes. Absolutely. And I, I tell you, Kev, years ago, I used to take a lot of people out by snowshoe and pull in our gear and and. Um, you know, when I tell them that's an option to do, they all of a sudden there's a little silence on the other end of the phone. It's like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That that sounds like too much work to go out and catch some fish, you know. But I really love doing that. I do. I, I love getting back in, in some of the little lakes back in the bush and, and snowshoeing back in there. In fact, I was on a little lake up near Ten Strike uh, last week one day. I snowshoed about two and a half miles through the woods to this little lake back in there. We usually catch a lot of crappies out there. And it was uh, it was tough going, but it was a beautiful day, and I, I never caught a fish, never caught a fish. But I got back home and I told my wife Jill, I said I've never had so much fun, and never caught a fish. <laughs> it was just beautiful, you know. Yeah. There's no noise and just the challenge of getting back out through the the woods like that in the deep snow and 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 even with snowshoes on, it was it was tough going because I'll tell you what, you get in the woods where the wind really doesn't affect the snow like it does in more open areas, and that snow is deep. It's yeah. it really is. Mm. I can't mm. even imagine trying to do that without snowshoes on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, you know, and I feel I feel for the guys that are you know this is they they got to make their living doing. I this. know. I haven't. I. I have I've lost so much business this winter because of that, and so I've been sending folks up to Red, but even Red is tough. I've got some friends that that have some houses out that that's what they do, and they're frozen this, the day houses and stuff. And about the only place that you can really go and with any chance of getting on that lake, pulling a wheelhouse, is Lake of the Woods. And when I was going up to Bedette 
on Sunday, you know, a lot of people are heading back to the cities and whatnot. It was, it was like Bemidji here in the summertime on a Friday when people coming up from the cities pulling a boat. It was one wheelhouse after another, after another, after another. It was um, crazy. So, you know, and the folks in the cities to get, that's probably a six hour journey from the cities to Lake of the Woods, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you better come. You, you, you're not going out there for a half day of fishing and turn around and going home. Well, and, and I know there's there's a ton of fish in there. It's been yeah, uh, absolutely gangbusters the last several years. But boy, you mentioned the the place you were at. We're saying they're taking three to three hundred fifty people out a day. a day, a day. They said they've never been so busy. And there there's a lot of fish being taken out. And you know the DNR they do a darn good job in my opinion of managing all of our lakes but especially like Lake of the Woods they you know they keep tabs on it because you know that's a lot of people depend on that lake for uh, to making their living on it but boy when you get that many people and especially this year where that's where the place to go is because of the ice conditions it can't I can't see it not kind of making a little bit of a dent right into the population so you know, now they did this year drop the the, uh, the limits down from you could have what eight walleye, a combination of eight walleyes and sauger, I think four of each. Or I believe that's what it was. Now it's down to where you can have, let's see, up to four walleyes and or six sauger. So a total of six total either six, walleyes right. or sauger. So mm-hmm. that'll help a little bit. But I was talking to some of the guides up there out of the resort we're out of and they're they're even thinking maybe if you drop it down to four and I, you're still going to get people going there you know it's, and it's not always about keeping all a limit of fish every time you know i'm you know me i'm big on that yeah it's about the experience and having a good time but um yeah there's a lot of fish being taken out of that lake right now well you know and and that is something you got to keep an eye on because it is you it bet is hugely valuable piece of minnesota yes, water it it is and and they do. They and I, I think they will, especially this year now. And the DNR, they know that's where everybody's going because of the ice conditions. I think they'll and they do a they do a census up there in netting. I think almost on a yearly basis to keep a, really a tab on things. And there is a lot of we caught a lot of small fish, you know, that were put back. So that's a good sign. But um, yeah, it uh, you'd hate to have something happen to Lake of the Woods like what happened to Red, you know. You know, back in the '90s and stuff, and I don't think that. Well, I don't. Th- I didn't think it could happen to Red, right. and I don't. I don't think it could ever happen to Lake of the Woods. But you never know. Well, it's it's used to having a huge volume of people, but nothing like this. No, when when basically the whole state, yeah, or at least the whole upper half of the state has to go only yes, to Lake of the Woods. Yeah, unless you're willing to, you know. Strap on the shoots because even like out on Lake Bemidji, you know, if you're going 50, 60 miles an hour across the lake on a snowmobile, you're going to be fine. But you start slowing down and it has firmed up a bit. But now with this snow that we've recently had and more snow coming in, you never know where those slush pockets are going to be. And if you're out there on a sled, a snowmobile below zero and you hit one of those slush pockets, man, them tracks are going to freeze up like that and it's going to be sitting out there. And then you're going to have a heck of a time getting it off. So, um, yeah, right now the best mode of transportation <laughs> is snowshoes and your two legs. Well, you know, and I, and uh, talking to Bro, he, he was, uh, he is advocating some snowmobiles, but he's yeah. absolutely no trucks. That would be absolutely no. insane. Oh, 
if you tried to go out there with a truck, you wouldn't you wouldn't get very far. Let me tell you. And, and in fact, I was down by uh, on by the. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Park Rapids, thank oh, okay. you, Richard. And uh, I happened to be coming up on uh, 71, and, and so I pulled into the access on Fishhook Lake there. And somebody tried to drive out there, tried to turn around, came back, and the whole front end of his truck was down into the slush. Mm. He was stuck, and he was probably 200 yards out there. And I don't know how the heck he was going to get that puppy out. And let's say you have long cable or tie you know, uh, stri- toe straps to each other or something, but that was a, yeah, you, you, you get off in, with a, and try to get out on a vehicle, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Big trouble. Yeah. Oh, it's a tough, it is definitely a tough year, but, um, um, again, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, um, what will happen in the spring. Yeah. I, I tell you, well, you know, we went into the winter with the water levels high all over, mm-hmm. you know, and now with all the snow we've had, and we're only into early, you know, early to mid January, our our snowiest months are the, coming up, you know, nor, typically. So there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of water in the lakes, which you know isn't such a bad thing because sometimes on some of these smaller lakes too, it'll it'll kind of flood some of those lakes, and it makes spawning habitat for like the panfish, pike, things like that. Even better because they can get up in some of that grass that normally might be high and dry and everything. And um, I'd rather have, personally, I'd rather have a little higher water levels than to have too low water mm-hmm. levels. You know, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I keep a logbook all the time, you know, so it'll be interesting to see. And we keep track of the fish we catch. How this year open water season coming up in 2020 will be because of the lack of fishermen being able to to get out on the area lakes. More of the great outdoors with Kev Jackson next on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is sponsored by Bond and Lock and Key and by DS Beverages. Check us out online, kbunsportsradio.com. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. We're also on social media, and you can subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Dick Beardsley, my guest today, we're talking ice fishing and the fact that most of the ice fishing is way up north on Lake of the Woods. I wonder if what is is even driving Lake of the Woods even more. Those big houses have become so popular, and so many people have invested in them, and they're saying, Maybe this is their first one. I am going to use this. Yes. I don't care where I have Kel, to go. That's a, you're exactly right. I was down uh, in Park Rapids, and I stopped at the Smoky Hills where they sell. I had to take one of mine in to get a little work done on it. And they haven't sold near as many as they normally do. But the guys that have bought them, that's what they said. They said, we're using these things, and we're heading to Lake of the Woods. I mean, you, you spend... Twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars for a fish house. <laughs> you don't want it to be sitting on shore like mine are doing right now, you know. But mine weren't that expensive. But um, yeah, it's uh, that's about the only place right now. If somebody called me up and said, "Where can I take my wheelhouse?" I said, "Lake of the Woods." Mm-hmm. That's the only place. And some of the resorts up there, you know, that allow wheelhouses through their resorts, they have roads plowed out there, and they got them all staked and. And so, you know, but you, you might be fishing with a lot of other people around oh, you too. I'm sure you are. And, and that makes a difference. You know, you start getting people driving out there with their big trucks and that noise and whatnot. And 
you know, what, what can be a good spot one day, they might not be close to that the next day. You just don't know. And, and it's not like you can just pick up and just go. You gotta stay on a plowed road, even on Lake of the Woods. You can't just go freelancing across the lake. And especially on that lake anyhow, with the, you know, the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> boy, I'm having trouble. It's all right. It's, it's the, um, the, we're cold. Our brain's the, uh, cold. Pressure ridges, pressure that, ridges that, yeah. that develop, you know, especially on that lake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is. Uh, it's just one of those winters. Snowmobilers and the cross country skiers—they got to be loving this, I would think. <laughs> I would think absolutely. Well, how was the fishing up there? It was good. I mean, it wasn't like they were jumping through the hole. This one guy client of mine—he goes up there quite a bit from the cities. He's been up there two or three times now. He was up there around Christmas, and he said it was really, really good. And now. Like, you know, when we were up there Sunday, fish Sunday afternoon and, and all day Monday, and we caught, you know, we probably caught 30 fish, but it wasn't like they were, it was constant, you know, sometimes nothing would be on there and, and then all of a sudden you'd get a small school coming through and a lot of small ones, um, but enough, you know, eating size sauger and, and a few eating size walleyes and stuff. So it was still a lot of fun. And, and I caught a big yield pout. That was fun. It was about a 28 inch yield pout. And so, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun catching that. But, um, but yeah, it, uh, it slowed down a little bit. Um, and it could be just with all the more traffic now going on and whatnot that, uh, and we, you know, you get this time of the year now and things start to kind of slow down a, a little bit at times. And so, yeah. All right, so uh, say you've you've got a guy who says, "Well, I want to do, I want to be, I want to be hardcore. Yep, I want to get out there. Give me the step by step of what we need to do to safely get out there and uh, and get to find the right spot and all that stuff." Yeah, well, if hopefully you've got, you know, in the wintertime is tough, you know, finding spots unless you got like on my phone on my phone app, I've got a a mapping system on there and I've got all kinds of GPS marks on there. Cause normally I drive my truck out and I have my, one of my big locators mounted in my truck with a map on it. And so I drive right to the spots. So like the other day when I snowshoed out there to this spot, I was heading out there, it was below zero and I had my phone sitting on my little, uh, on my, my little sled I was pulling out and I went to check it. Well, it was so cold that the gosh dang thing wouldn't, mm. it wouldn't work. And so I'm, I'm, I know I'm pretty close. So I thought, well, I got, I got to, I can't be pretty close. I got to be right on the spot. So I took all my gear out of my clam and put it to the side. I flipped it over, turned on, <laughs> turned on the heater and let my phone warm up. And I was about 150 yards from it. And that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. So, but if you get, if you got a handheld phone with a mapping system and have some spots marked, or even if you don't, you can look at like Lake Bemidji and you can see the humps and, and there's plenty of sunken islands and stuff. And what I like to do if I'm going to fish a sunken island is fish the edges of them. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I got to be right up on top of them. I like to be on the edge where kind of all of a sudden it starts dropping into that deeper water. And that's where you'll find most of the fish. Now, saying that, sometimes in real early in the morning or like right at dark, sometimes they will move up maybe a little shallower up on top of those bars and humps and whatnot but i like to fish the edge of them and and then it's just um you know when it's real cold like that and the conditions are tough i'm not one that's if i get on a spot i'm pretty much going to stay there and Mm -hmm. uh and sometimes you got to wait a little bit because there's that window of opportunity especially on lake bemidji it seems like around 
three o'clock, you know, get ready because things start to, they kind of start putting the feed bag on a little bit. And, um, you know, on a nice day, I'll pop a bunch of holes. But man, the other day when I was out there, it was a heck of a time getting out there and it was below zero. The wind was blowing about 25 miles an hour. And I, I popped two holes and I said to myself, I'm staying, <laughs> I'm staying right on this spot, you know? So, but that's what I would do. And, and, um, just know that even with snowshoes, you're, you you could hit some slush and uh, the, then the snowshoes they get built up with ice on them it makes it a little more difficult but um it's i tell you what it's it reminds me years ago when that's the way we used to get around a lot you know yeah. is we'd walk out or snowshoe out and or use a snowmobile and and you can sure try a snowmobile but boy you better know where you're going and and on all the lakes you just never know where you're going to hit a big, deep pocket of slush. And then you could go down in there, and it could just be not fun at all. Mm-hmm. Ruin your whole trip. So you got to learn how to snowshoe. You got to, But you know what, Kev? People ask me about that, and I'm not real coordinated. That's why I don't cross-country ski, because it's too much work. But I tell people, if you can walk, you can snowshoe. And it, it might feel a little cumbersome at first, but once you get out there and get on them, it's a ball. It really is. There's some days I won't even go out on the lakes i'll just strap the snowshoes on and go take a hike through the forest you know and it's it's a ball it really Mm -hmm. is and when the snow's like this and it's this deep it really shows you how essential snowshoes are and how well they work i mean they really do yeah you you you're gonna sink down a little bit but if you didn't have those on oh you'd be up to past your knees in snow and you'd be tuckered out within a hundred meters you know yeah wow yeah Oh, it's a it's a strange, strange year, and and it's really we're to the point. It's going to be like you said, very difficult to reverse it. I don't think yeah. there's going to be much of an ice fishing no, season. I don't either. At least with vehicles and and pulling out the wheelhouses on Bemidji area lakes, I think that is not going to happen now until next year. And uh, you know, Kev, when you know we had that cold weather in November, the lakes froze up pretty quick you know especially the smaller ones and everybody's getting excited and thinking man and then we got that started getting that snow on top of that not real thick ice and we just kept getting snow on top of snow on and you know you get even these little three four inches they add up you know yeah they they add up and and then we get that big one and then now they're talking maybe another big one for the weekend and um yeah it just might be one of those winners that um you're sitting home by the fireplace watching I guess you're not watching the Vikings, are you? <laughs> no, <we're> <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, but still get out there and enjoy the winter. You know, if, if you've never snowshoed before and haven't tried getting out in the lakes on snowshoes, pulling your gear, it is more work. But there's something, a lot of self-satisfaction when you when, when you do all that work and you get out and you get on a few fish. I don't know. It just it's it's special. It really is. Well, you know, Matt Brewer and his crew. That's what they love to do. They love to go to these little teeny tiny yeah. lakes. That's really the only way you can get there anytime. Right. Exactly. Well, last week a couple of lakes I was on. That's the only way you can get back to some of these lakes. And it really is. It's 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 more than just the ice fishing. It's the whole experience of you know hoofing your way back through the woods through the snow and pulling your stuff and getting set up and. Um, there's something about that that's, I love doing that. I wish more people enjoy doing that kind of thing, you know, but, um, we've kind of gotten a little soft. Uh, yeah. A little, <laughs> you know, heated truck, heated fish house, 
and color TV, refrigerator, stove, you know, but uh, oh well. Things, that's the way it is. And <laughs> it's not going to probably change anytime soon. <laughs> Most likely not. No. Well, I certainly hope. I think we deserve to have an early ice out so we can have a, a long perch and crappie season before even walleye season. We, we deserve that. Well, that's one thing, Kev, is that even if we get just a, a, an average, typical average spring, with the ice not being near as thick as it normally will be by springtime, I would think we should have at least a a, a fairly normal ice out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be a lot of snow to melt, but that can go down pretty gosh darn quick once we start getting, you know, that warmer weather and the sun's up a lot longer. And um, so, yeah, maybe that maybe that'll be our... Uh, our payback that we we will have an, an early season this year, would, open water season. Well, you know, um, I think a lot of people would love it because I think there is some definitely some cabin fever going on yeah, this well, winter. There is, there there really is because a lot of the guys and gals that normally on a weekend would be out there ice fishing and stuff, and they can't do that. Now it's like, man, this the winter's just dragging on, and that's why you know if you can't get out there and fish, try to find another outdoor activity. You know, cross country skiing or snowshoeing or just going for a walk, you know, whatever it takes to make the winter go by. Well, I know, you know, there was a big controversy uh, about uh, no uh, eel pout festival on Leech Lake right. this winter. Um, that might actually be good because, like you say, I mean, how thick is the oh, ice out there? And yeah. Think about the number of people and the number of vehicles and then that typically would be out there. I know. I don't know if they could even have No, it this I year. don't know if they could either. And, and I was uh, I was wondering that, too, about the big uh, – Brainerd one on Gull Lake, you know, the big one they have coming up into January, I think. You know, depending on what the conditions are like, I haven't heard anything. I heard the big one in Park Rapids is still on because I've been hearing advertising on your radio station yep. and stuff. Um, but I haven't heard anything about the, the Brainerd one because, you know, they, their ice conditions around Brainerd aren't real good either. So, um, you get, and they get 20,000 people out there, although they're not driving vehicles out, but still. <laughs> That's a lot of people in a small area. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it uh, it it's just one of those years that we, um, you know, every once in a while you get something like this, and um, we just got to put up with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? we really don't. We have that we can do. Choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you uh, are you going to take off south and get some soft water? Uh, no, no, I. Uh, my wife Jill, she's she's heading down to Texas for a week here. I think at the end of the month, but. You know, I I just love the winter too much, and and um, although it would be nice to get in a boat again, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'll, I'll I'm going to keep plugging away, and if anybody wants to come out, come along. You know, all they got to do is give me a call, and we'll we'll go out and give it a shot. But uh, and if not, I'll just go out on my own or with a couple of buddies, and uh, still enjoy the winter the best I can. So if people did want to try one of those hardcore uh, <laughs> right. trips with you, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, they can sure give me a call, 218-556-7172, Kev. That's 218-556-7172. And, and I'll be right up front with them and tell them the, what the conditions are like. And, and I am on one small lake that has no access, but I've got a guide client out of the cities that uh, has a place there that I can access through. And we're only we're only having to walk out about... 300 yards 
and we've been getting some really nice crappies and and whatnot. But uh, but there's a lot of slush. I mean, there's a lot of slush. So, but yeah, you know, they can give me a call and I'll be up front with them. And if they want to go out and give it a shot, uh, we sure we can sure go and 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 do that. But don't call for a fish house rental. <laughs> Not right now, anyhow. And I think that's unfortunately, I think mine are going to be sitting on uh, land for the rest of the winter. But I, I still got a little bit of hope that maybe I can get them out there. But you know, it's it sure isn't worth. Ripping your truck apart, ripping your fish house apart, getting stuck just to try to get one out, your fish houses out for a few weeks at best. So more than likely, mine are going to probably be staying where they're at right now. Okay. Well, it's always fun to talk to you, even when the fishing isn't all that you great. You too, Kev. I love coming on with you, and uh, thanks so much. Dick Beardsley, our good friend from Dick Beardsley Guide Service. Thanks a lot again. You bet, Kev. This has been Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hear it exclusively on KVUNFM 104.5, Thursdays at 1240 and Saturday mornings at 8.